0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is one of the days between Wednesday and Friday or Saturday. I don't know when these are getting released, but they're being put out there. And this is the Main Slate DFS show with myself and Frank Stanfels. Frank, what's
1: going on, buddy? Yo, what's going on? Will you a big Thanksgiving guy or what? Yeah, I'm a huge Thanksgiving guy. I love Thanksgiving. How can you not be, right? It's just a fantastic holiday. Food, drinking, football, almost all day now that that night game has been canceled. But uh, it should still be a lot of fun.
0: Did you see my hot take that I like the idea of only two NFL games on Thanksgiving? And I, I say that, and I think I need to add the caveat on this show in particular, that as soon as I said that, I was like, wait a minute, I want three games for DFS purposes. Like, the more three-game slates for DFS purposes are just great. Two games not quite enough. One-game showdown, eh. Um, It's fine, but it's not just not as good. Three games is really nice because you have some options and some leverage to pick from. But now Steelers and Ravens move to Sunday, part of the main slate. We'll discuss that here. Um, I just like the idea of being able to be done working at, like, 7 – And not having to worry about like an NFL game at night. And you sort of focus in on like watching college basketball and there's a college football game on. I I just, for me, I know know it's Thanksgiving is about
1: football, but two games is enough. I agree with that take. I think that's fair. I agree that I, I would like to have three games for the DFS slate. But I mean, if you just have a game start at three and seven, like two games throughout the day or two and six, whatever it might be, that covers a large majority of the day. So. Perfectly fine with that. I mean, you get the eight o'clock game, then you're up late and all right, whatever. i mean, eight to whatever it is, 1130. It's a long day. It's a very long day of football. Well, and again, selfishly, we have to
0: do the podcast after the last game of the day. So if I get the last game of the day done at five o'clock, I can, uh, I can start slamming some beers. At uh, early, and I don't have to worry about being up at like being like coherent at eleven o'clock to podcast. And it's always very depressing. I watch it with my family on Thanksgiving night. We watch the final game, and they're like, "Well, we're going to bed." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I'm going to go podcast for forty five minutes." Like, "Oh man, this sucks." Um, so, anyway, enough enough of my complaints about having to watch professional football for a living. Nobody wants to hear that. Instead, let's uh, let's dive into the slate where the highest Total on the slate. Now I'm panicking that I looked at this wrong. Uh, The buck is the, what is the money? The money I gave is Seahawks. I'm all over the place with that. The highest total on the slate, the highest concentration, the main smash button spot here is going to be Buccaneers chiefs. Buccaneers coming off another ugly primetime loss. uh, Get a much softer defense in terms of Kansas city. Tom Brady has bounced back from these bad games. Typically Frank, Uh, And Patrick Mahomes has just been a slate breaker lately. So uh, what do you think about this game? And will you have a lot of action on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to have a lot of action on it, especially in tournaments. And I've said this before, it's hard to have a lot of exposure to the Chiefs in cash games just because their prices are so high in terms of Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Uh, but we know that this game can easily go over 60 points. It can combine for close to 70 points. I don't think that that would surprise anybody. But if you're just looking at a pure value perspective, you mentioned Tom Brady. He typically does not have two bad games in a row, and he is $1,400 cheaper than Patrick Mahomes, in this spot. So he's 6,600. If I'm just stacking those two up against each other, value per dollar, uh, I am probably more likely to play play Tom Brady. And his weapons are really not expensive. I can't believe I'm about to say this, Will, but like Antonio Brown's probably the one that I want to play. And he's he's only 5,700. He just had 13 targets on Monday. Bruce Arians wants him to go away. He's not going away. Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown. And... I think at 5,700, I am not opposed to playing him at that price.
0: Uh, Absolutely not. And he may be chalky. I don't even think that that matters. Tom Brady is looking this guy's way. Bruce Arians doesn't run this team. Jason Light doesn't run this team. Tom Brady runs this team. This is Tom Brady's team. If he wants something, he gets it. Um, And I've been saying this for a few weeks now. It bothers me to no small degree that Tom Brady brings Antonio Brown into his house over and over and over again. Having said that, Frank, if you're willing to bring Antonio Brown in your house and let him live with you and you have small children there and a wife, a super like a billionaire supermodel wife, you're probably willing to throw him the ball eight times in a game. Like that's like, like it's pretty obvious and he loves Antonio Brown. He wants him to be a big part. And uh, I, I agree with you. I think Antonio Brown's a smash factor here. I, I don't have a problem with uh, Chris Godwin either. I think Gronk, they sort of try to force feed, but it's just not really working out. Well, uh, I, I don't, I I like the over in this game. I think it's a ton of points scored. And I think Tom Brady, Antonio Brown with Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey coming back is a great stack option.
1: Yeah, Uh, you're going to need value plays after that just because, again, what their prices are. And look, Tyreek Hill, I like him at 7,800, and the targets have been ridiculous. I think it's over the past four or five games, he's averaging 12 targets per game. So he got off to a bit of a slow start, but now Mahomes is looking Tyreek Hill's way again. Is 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 that you who tweeted about it? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. You tweet, it was like 7.3, then spiked up to 12 and he's just getting yep. fed the ball now.
1: Yeah. The, the thing is that there are a few wide receivers that are a bit cheaper that I think are also in similar spots. I mean, we'll talk about the chargers and bills game, obviously, but a huge total there and, and Stefan Diggs is cheaper and uh, Michael Thomas just saw like 50% of the targets from Taysom Hill last week. So it's a big price deck for Tyreek Hill, uh, but definitely interested in this game from a tournament perspective, Brady and, and, Brown are probably my two favorites in terms of just value in this game. I don't think you can play any of the running backs on either side of the ball. No, it's uh, ha- it's hard to do. Even though like it's not a bad matchup for the Buccaneers, but it's but how do you how do you trust either guy right now, right? It's you just can't.
0: Leonard, Leonard is dropping the ball. You know, Ronald Jones had the 192-yard outing last week, but hasn't hasn't looked, you know, he had a 90 98-yard run mixed in there. Otherwise wasn't that fantastic, and you really can't trust uh, you know, Bruce Arians to do whatever it is. You know, like you can't trust Bruce Arians to do anything with these running backs. Like sometimes Ronald Jones fumbles and he's done for the day. Sometimes he fumbles, he gets 30 more carries. It, you don't like Leonard Fournette, you would think after three drop passes is not going to be the, the receiving back. But you, I don't think you know, and that scares me too much. That unknown makes those guys not worth playing. Their Buccaneers run defense remains good. There, this is going to be a game where Patrick Mahomes throws 40 times, I think.
1: Yeah, forty plus definitely would expect something like that. And and Clyde looked good this this past week in, in week eleven, but again, really tough matchup for him. His price is at sixty four hundred on DK, so it's hard to get behind that. Ronald Jones is still sixty one hundred dollars on DraftKings, which is just completely egregious. Uh Fournette is forty nine hundred, but even then there's just too much uncertainty.
0: Yeah. Uh Raiders and Falcons. Raiders minus three. Falcons. Raiders minus three at the Falcons. The total is 55. That's our second highest total on the board. You have to imagine this will be a pretty big uh, uh, concentration of ownership because, or roster ship, roster rate, whatever it is, because you have plenty of talent. I don't know that I can trust Matt Ryan, and I definitely won't trust him if Julio Jones isn't in this game. Uh, but Julio's injury status makes him an intriguing play, and I think it's perfectly fine to do a Julio, uh, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, or even Derek Carr-Henry-Ruggs because nobody will be on him with Julio coming back stack. Or if you want, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Josh Jacobs stack. There are a lot of different stacks you can do here that that are are very viable, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Darren Waller is going to be – you're going to see a very high roster rate this week. The Falcons allow the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends, and he is just by far the de facto number one pass catcher on this team for Las Vegas. Uh, He leads the team in target share, 28% of the targets. He leads them with 17 red zone targets that actually leads the NFL, 17 red zone targets for Darren Waller. So even at 6K, absolutely love Darren Waller in this spot. And there's no way I could get behind Julio Jones because... I just don't know how much he's going to play. Yeah, This guy is not finishing games. He's constantly leaving. He's dealing with injuries. If he is out, however, I love Calvin Ridley at 7,100. So keep that in mind if Julio Jones is not playing the spot. The Falcons have actually been really good against the run this year. So while Josh Jacobs, yes, he gets a lot of their red zone work and um, sees a lot of their rushing yardage, he hasn't run all that efficiently. They don't throw the ball that much to Josh Jacobs. So for me really in this game, I like Derek Carr a lot for cash games because he's only 5700 He's cheap. It's a great matchup. I like Waller. Uh, and if, if Julio's out, I like bringing it back with Calvin Ridley.
0: So you go so Waller, and then would do you like them in tournaments, or is they not the ceiling not high enough for them? Uh,
1: I think that you can use Waller in either cash or tournaments this week. Uh, But I do think Derek Carr is going to be pretty popular this week because people want to spend up in other spots. It's inside of a dome. I think if we can get two seventy five and two out of Derek Carr, like he'll pay off that price, and I think he'll be pretty popular because of it.
0: Okay, Um, and again, I don't. I, I think the Derek Carr, Darren Waller, you're gonna get. I mean, I think you'll probably get a touchdown out of that. I like the Darren Waller prop on like what he scores and you're going to get, you know, Ridley or Julio Jones coming back. There's going to be yardage there and probably a touchdown just because the Raiders aren't locking the Falcons down. They're just not going to lock them down completely. They're not that good on defense. Atlanta will get some shots down the field as bad as Matt Ryan's been. I would vastly prefer Derek Carr to Matt Ryan. though.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Matt Ryan has just been so inconsistent. Like, there's a chance he goes off for 303, but if you look at his game log this year, like he has a few of those massive games, a few like two or three, and then basically every other game is like one touchdown or less for Matt Ryan, so very inconsistent. Uh, and I'll, I will just throw Hayden Hurst's name out there. If you want to spend down at tight end, he had zero receptions last week. People are going to look the other way, but he's only 3,900. I don't think the Raiders' defense is very good.
0: And uh, for what it's worth on Matt Ryan's uh, three good games this year, First against Dallas, one of the worst defenses in football, especially at the time. And Dallas was making a furious comeback. So Matt Ryan had to keep piling them up. Uh, second against Minnesota, he had that fluke touchdown down the field on the scramble that ended up being a, a crazy score. And then uh, against Denver, they were down big and, and then trying to come back as well. So, I mean, you know, the decent defenses there. I, I, I Matt Ryan – unnerves me the idea of, of rolling with him and in dfs again and just getting torched i'll tell you what a game though that i think is the sneaky stack of the week frank chargers at bills oh yes bills minus five and a half the total here is 53 and a half uh the this was i don't know when you're listening to this if it's uh if it's thursday morning here's a teaser or if, if wednesday well again i don't know when the people are listening to this but when you are if it's, if it's after Friday, you've already heard this. If not, this is part of the parlay. The over in the Bills-Chargers game, 53-and-a-half. Uh, all three, myself, Pete, and RJ, all like it. This game has a ton of DFS potential, assuming that, and again, this is research I would have done uh, if Debo wasn't out, but assuming that the Buffalo weather isn't just horrible for Sunday and it uh, wind could be a factor, up to 13-miles-per-hour wind. Looks like it's going to calm down, though, by the afternoon. Uh, no chance of precipitation right now, and 50 degrees, not too bad. So not ideal for, uh, you know, the Los Angeles Chargers who are not used to the weather. I don't think Justin Herbert cares, and I don't think the Buffaloes de- Buffalo's defense will do much anything to slow him down. Keenan Allen, you crushed it last week calling him the best value play. He was a monster. It looked like he was going to threaten the record for receptions <laughs> in a game. He had like 11 at halftime. He's going to keep being a volume monster. The Chargers defense can't stop anybody. And stacks that are Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs with uh, Keenan Allen coming back. Or if you want to do a double stack and do Justin Herbert with Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen and then bring it back with Diggs. I think either one of those is really viable. And I think you will get off the ownership that you'll see in Kansas City, Tampa Bay and, and, and Las Vegas, Atlanta, which makes this I mean, maybe I'm maybe that's too obvious, but this feels like the game where you want to stack it, Frank.
1: I love this game, Will, and I think you hit it on the head. I love the pass catchers in this game. I want to see what happens with John Brown throughout the course of the week because if he's out, I think that that could make Cole Beasley 5500 a little bit more than I'd want to see Cole Beasley at that price, but uh, if John Brown is out, then I think we see a healthy target share for Beasley in this spot as well. And I will just throw out, if you need a cheap running back, Zach Moss at 4,800. It's a frustrating situation with the Bills running backs, but the Chargers have given up 60 rushing yards and a touchdown to a running back in five straight games. Zach Moss is the one that's being used in the red zone, so if they get down the field, um, I would expect him to be used, again, close to the goal line, inside the five. Zach Moss has been that guy, so he's only 4,800. Uh, but yeah, I really like this game. Probably my two favorite quarterbacks, quarterback plays on the week are from this game. Josh Allen 7,600 and Justin Herbert at 72.
0: I agree. Do you think they'll be the chalky ones or will people gravitate towards Brady and Mahomes?
1: I think that if we're just talking cash games, I think Derek Carr's is probably going to be one of the highest owned quarterbacks this week. Um, but I think once we get into like tournaments and you're looking for the highest upside, I really do think it, it's between the top four priced here. It's Herbert, Allen, Mahomes, and obviously Kyler Murray just because he runs like a madman. But... Uh, yeah, I would, I would expect the two in this game, Allen and Herbert, to be inside the top five roster rate this week.
0: Okay. Uh, and look, this is a game, if the weather hole, watch the weather. If it gets crazy windy, Buffalo weather can change quickly, then that would obviously our preference for these guys would change. We're recording this on uh, Wednesday afternoon, which is actually when we usually record it, but the weather looks good right now. Titans at the Colts. Colts minus three and a half, total 51 and a half. And what uh, is essentially... I mean, not definitely, but essentially, an AFC South title game. The winner of this is likely in a really good spot to win the division. Um, a little worried. I don't know that I would want to be involved in Philip Rivers here, or any of the pass catchers in particular. But I am intrigued by Jonathan Taylor and his fantastic play. I did. I call it. Was it? I called it on some podcast. I said he was going to have a good week. Finally, and he did. Colts won. Didn't look a little sloppy. It feels like Taylor with Phillip Rivers bugged by a foot injury. Maybe this is the week Taylor goes off.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be two weeks in a row. He didn't technically go off last week, but he had a huge workload. 26 touches in week 11 were his most since week two, and he had 22 rushing attempts. He was used in the pass game. He had four targets as well. So it's a good matchup, and we said that about Jonathan Taylor way back you know, two weeks ago when they played each other on Thursday Night Football, and that was the game that Naheem Hines went off. So I think it's still a tricky situation. 5900 I wish he was cheaper at that price, so I probably won't have much exposure to Jonathan Taylor, and I don't know that I'm going to have much exposure to this game in general. I liked what I've seen from Michael Pittman. The guy looks like an absolute baller, but... okay, only three targets last week. He did score a touchdown. Uh, He had a big game against them two weeks ago as well. So Pittman is sneaky at 5K, uh, but really not excited about much in this game, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and the Pittman thing, both of the big games that he's had the last two weeks, I guess, and Rivers has been using him. He's been active. He's he's a great player. I agree. He's a stud, but he's like catch and run opportunities. So he needs to kind of catch one across the middle and catch a defense napping and then rip down the field uh, and probably score a touchdown to pay off his price, even at not that expensive a price. I don't mind um, AJ Brown ever. I think he flies under the radar. I know the Colts defense is really good, but he flies under the radar every week because he's lumped with these elite wide receivers and he doesn't have a great matchup. So people are like, "Eh, I don't know if I want AJ Brown. And then every week he has some just mammoth score, and he has such a huge ceiling. Devontae Adams isn't on the, you know, like what, who has a higher ceiling than AJ Brown on a week to week basis? Maybe Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Devon Diggs.
1: Yeah, I would say he's probably right behind those guys. He's definitely inside the top 10 in terms of what his upside could be on a weekly basis. I don't hate him as a contrarian play. He's 6,700. People are going to see next to his name that the Colts rank fifth against wide receivers. It's a tough matchup. They might remember last time they faced off. He only had one catch for 21 yards, and that might be creeping into some people's minds. But look, if you're making a large major, uh, a large sum of lineups this week, I think you should probably should at least have a few with A.J. Brown on the off chance that he just has a monster game. It's definitely possible. Okay,
0: and I agree. I, as high as that total is, I don't love it. I think the Colts will try and shorten it and, and and slow things down and win with their defense. Doesn't always work. Cardinals, minus two and a half at the Patriots, which is a weird thing to read out loud. The total here, 49 and a half. Bill Belichick, a home dog. Uh, at, what do you think Kyler Murray's projected ownership roster rate will be here?
1: I think he's going to be... 10 plus? Yeah, probably in like the 10 to 15% range. But I think that we can see all those quarterbacks I mentioned before, Josh Allen, Herbert, uh, Mahomes. I don't think that there's just one slam dunk quarterback, maybe outside of Derek Carr that you're going to see. That's like 20, 25, 30%, uh, rostered this week. So, uh, Kyler Murray, of course, we all know what his upside is. I, I think that at his price though, 8,200, the fact that he is dealing with the shoulder, I think he's perfect. Like he's fine. Um, Belichick's going to scheme things up, could make the game a little interesting. The fact that his salary is as high as it is, I think I'm willing to look in other directions. I I will have a few Kyler lineups, but I am much more likely to jam guys like uh, Herbert or Josh Allen. in.
0: So Stephon Gilmore came out and said that, I mean, I guess he didn't technically say who he's going to be covering, but he implied he's like, you know who I'll be covering, and everybody made a joke like Andy Isabella? Um, (laughs) Probably not. He'll probably be on DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know... If that is a uh, good thing or bad thing, the way that gilmore has been playing, but if I'm not sure that I really want to stack Kyler and Christian Kirk. Per se, I think this game is going way under. I think 50 is too high of a total. the The Patriots love to run the ball and get in the muck. Um, the Cardinals are are you know not exactly um, a team that has you know hit a bunch of overs, and as a result, I, I just think that. This game might be one you could consider avoiding. The weather looks like it's going to be good, though. Wind, sub 10 mile an hour, not going to rain, temperature in, in the like 52. So if you think Kyler is going to go off against Belichick's crappy defense and they're 32nd in DVOA, by all means, do it. I mean, they struggled against Russian quarterbacks. Deshaun Jackson had a monster game against them last week. So it's, it's totally possible he breaks the slate. I actually
1: think Kyler is a, you could not stack Kyler this week. That's correct. And I think that. You can say that about any of the, the Russian quarterbacks, right? So you don't have to stack him with Hopkins. Kyler can make his day by throwing 250 yards, one touchdown that doesn't go to DeAndre Hopkins, and then also run for another 50 yards and two more touchdowns. And so you don't the
0: need... T- a, 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 the Taysom Hill is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need to stack him with somebody at that point. So I would agree with that. Uh, the running backs in this game, the only one that really stands out to me, just because of his price, is James White who is, I believe he's $4,900 this week. And Rex Burkhead went down with the, he's only $4,500. So Burkhead goes down with the, the, uh, with the torn ACL last week. And then James White uh, ties the season high with nine targets. It was finally used in the pass game again. So two running backs, if you're looking cheaper, under 5K. Zach Moss, I brought up earlier, I think James White is in the mix as well.
0: Okay. Um, would you lean, would you look at either Demir Bird, who just went off, or Jacoby Myers, who just got... Uh, locked down as the, um, as the better option there.
1: Man, like I had so much Myers last week, and he let me down. And I think I, I he I was looking
0: Frank. I don't. What is wrong with me? I just maybe I need to quit. <laughs> I, I like I looked at it, it was like Jacoby Myers twenty six to thirty uh, percent uh, rostered. I was like this isn't right. I was like, and I still rostered him like everywhere because I was the way yep. i was doing. my. You know, I I, I just felt like it was a. Okay, on the day of, I was like, well, "Don't no, nope, no, nope. it's saying Jacoby's going to go well. It's a good <laughs> matchup. You know, this is a spot where he can go off. And they really, they just focused on him. And that's a concern. So I think we'll,
1: um, I think we'll see a, a significant dip in his roster rate this week. And he still played the most snaps last week. I, I think Jacoby Myers played like 99% of the snaps. So he was on the field all game. Uh, but it was just Demir Bird week and Nikhil Harry got more involved. So I think that they're going to spread the ball around. It's basically what they've done. We typically don't get a lot of pass volume out of Cam Newton and the Patriots anyway. So if you're asking me, I'll just take the one who's the cheapest out of the three. And that's Nikhil Harry. He's 3,400 wow. and he played 75% of the snaps and he saw a larger role last week. He's missed a large majority of the season and still leads this team with eight red zone targets. So that's crazy.
0: And Cam likes it. Cam's yeah. like pounded the table for him several times. I, that's not, I guess that's not that crazy after all okay browns minus six and a half at the jaguars total of 49 my guy mike glennon starting in this game for the jaguars um i kind of think it's just uh running backs
1: are bust in this spot smash the cleveland browns defense too against mike glennon i mean that's just how dare you how dare you i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> mike glennon lives down the road for me sir <laughs> does he actually yeah, 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 he does. Yeah. Mike and I, we from buddies of Mike. He's, you guys, he's, oh. a, he's a great dude. He's in a bad spot this week though. I mean, I, I mean, I think you'd rather have, uh, Jake Luton than Mike Lennon if you're the, if you're starting the Browns defense. though. So.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think either one, like it doesn't really matter. And, um, the but the Browns are just $3,100. So apologies to Mike Lennon. If he's, Not if he's good. listening, friend of the program, friend of Will Brinson, but I,
0: I doubt he is listening right now. Um, <laughs> probably spending his Thanksgiving listening to our DFS podcast. That does not seem like what Mike Lennon is doing, but who knows? Um, I, I agree with you. I, I Although I think the Browns will be a very chalky defense.
1: Yes, for sure. But yeah, yeah I think when with defenses, I think everyone kind of knows who the chalky defenses are every single week. And as long as you have that one that goes off, the thing is you need that one. Like if there is one or two defenses that go off, even if they're chalky, you need them in your lineup to have a big week. So I think there's a good chance that the Browns do have Uh, A big week in this spot. What I find crazy is that Kareem Hunt, yes, he had a bad uh, game in terms of efficiency last week. They dropped his price all the way down to 5,600, Will. And Nick Chubb is 7,100. So a $1,500 difference on DraftKings for somebody who is still used more in the red zone, still uses the pass catcher. Like he's getting the high value touches. The Jaguars defense, better than we expected against the run this season, but. The Browns can really run against anybody that they've wanted all season long. So Kareem Hunt at 5,600 definitely in play. Uh, And I'll throw my man James Robinson in the mix. He's 63. He's one of these mid-tier priced running backs. I looked into this a little bit earlier today, and Mike Lennon, the last time he had the chance to start was back in 2017, weeks one through four with the Chicago Bears. In those four games, he targeted running backs on 31% of his pass attempts. So I think there's a chance that we see like anywhere from... Four, seven, to, four to eight targets for James seven, Robinson in this eight. spot.
0: I mean, he's got he's got uh, three games so far this season with at least six targets, and then three more games. Excuse me, four more games with four or more targets added on there. But James Robinson is just a v- James Robinson might be my favorite play on the slate. <laughs> I like him a lot too. He he. It doesn't. They were losing. They lost twenty seven to three last week. He still got seventeen carries for seventy three yards against a really good run defense. Yeah. Like they got, it doesn't matter what the game script is. He he just gets 15 carries, uh, you know, the two weeks, he said three weeks below 15 carries, all se- below 16 carries all season long. It doesn't matter if they're getting blown out or they're whatever. He's going to get carries. And I think you can run on Cleveland, especially with no Miles Garrett.
1: Yeah. He has 19 plus touches in four straight games as well. Will, what do you think about this? The Jaguars have allowed a 100 yard wide receiver in six straight games. The problem is, I just, I cannot trust anybody in the Cleveland Browns passing game. Yeah. I don't I don't I can't go there. I mean, yeah, Baker neither. is
0: Baker gonna go off? No. No. I mean, this is they're they're not Baker's a game manager right now for this team. Now, maybe he develops into something more, but this is what Kevin Stefanski did in Minnesota. You know, I mean he brought some of that Mike Zimmer, Gary Kubiak stuff here where it's like, look, we're gonna run the ball a ton and and do play action and let, you know. Let Baker Mayfield manage the game and not make mistakes. And he's not, he's not going to have over 250 yards. He's just not.
1: Yeah, he has 15 touchdowns on the season. Five of them came in one game.
2: Yeah.
0: When he had that one slate breaking game. I'm going blurry, so I'm trying to fix it. Sometimes <laughs> there we go. I
1: was wondering, but, I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Will's like holding his pen up to the camera. Uh, it's
0: like you got to readjust the camera. Yeah, I, it's always weird. And it's especially weird because if people aren't watching on YouTube uh, or in the CBS Sports app, which they can do both of, Uh, They're like, what, you know, what is, what is Brinson talking about? Jamming his finger into the camera. Let's move along. We have a heart out. If you can't tell that we're moving much faster than usual, (laughs) he's like today. You move fast. Of course. Uh, Panthers at Vikings, the Vikings minus four total 48 and a half. Teddy Bridgewater back for this game, but no Christian McCaffrey, Frank. Um, I'm did Dalvin cook pay off his salary last week. Maybe
1: not. I believe he did. Uh, okay, he didn't have. I don't think he had the little fire emoji next to his name. But it, he, he did fire, but he didn't get snowflake either. Yeah, he he paid off. He gave you twenty nine fantasy points on a nine k salary. Okay, that pays off. So that's a little over three x value. Okay, so it, not what you.
0: But now, does that does that that uh, does that incorporate like his owner his roster rate because he was like fifty percent in. I think he was like thirty percent in the Millie maker, and if you went. In the direction you talked about, or Heath talked about, and you went Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen instead of, uh, you know, instead of, uh, uh, of Dalvin Cook, you probably did better. But having said that, I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook was was great, and I think he's going to be great here too because you can run against the Panthers, and I think he'll run. I don't care what his total is on his rushing prop; I'm taking the over.
1: Yeah, over his last four games, Dalvin Cook is averaging 27.3 carries, 187 and a half total yards and 1.8 touchdowns per game. So he is just on a different level right now. He's played 80% of the snaps in three of four of those games, and it's just a smash spot here against the Panthers. Yes, it is a huge, huge salary at 9500 and normally you would want a running back uh, that has a higher ceiling in terms of targets at this price. Someone like Kamara, who can have like a double-digit target game at any given moment, uh, You're not going to get that out of Cook, but you'll get three to five targets and just the ability for him to break off a 50-yard run at any given time. Fantastic matchup. I think it's just, he's he's in another super chalky spot here, even at 9,500.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with playing him, but there is the opportunity to pivot and to gain some leverage on the field. So you sort of have to decide how you want to handle that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will rip through the rest of the games. 49ers at Rams Rams minus seven total of 45. We are going in descending total order in case you can't tell. Uh, And you know what? I may have skipped. Did I skip through the Panthers completely? I did. Didn't I?
1: Yeah, you did. We could could talk about them a little bit more. Mike Davis is at 6,900 this week. Uh, Uh, It's not, it's not a bad matchup against Minnesota, but why wouldn't I just spend $600 less and take James Robinson?
0: Yeah, that's an easy choice. Um, DJ Moore has played really well. Curtis Samuel was awesome last week. Uh, for all the, uh, the dumb Jacoby Myers stuff I did, I played some Curtis Samuel and that was good, but it didn't, it didn't pay off enough. I, just, I do think that there's such a weird distribution relative to who is quarterbacking and relative to particular game script that I would be concerned about playing DJ Moore. I think the time to play these guys is when no one wants them. And people want DJ Moore now after a big game. So I would be a little worried. I think if you're going to play, I think Curtis Samuel will be popular after a big game. Maybe the guy to play this week is Robbie Anderson.
1: I like where your head is at. It's just the price. They haven't lowered it enough yet on Robbie Anderson. He's still 6,100 and he sees a good amount of targets. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. So I like the spot for him. A bit of a contrarian play. I could get behind him in tournaments. uh, But... You ask me, uh, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie, they're all basically on the field the same amount now. They're playing these three wide receiver sets. And Curtis Samuel, over the past four games, has 17 or more DK points. Uh, Over the past five, he has 17 or more in four out of five of those games. So he's actually developed some level of consistency here regardless of who the quarterback is, whether it's Bridgewater, whether it's PJ Walker. They use him sometimes in the red zone with some of these uh, rushing attempts as well. And it's a really good matchup against the Vikings. So. You ask me, I would just spend down on the cheapest one, and that's Curtis Samuel at fifty one
0: hundred. Okay, yeah, that's actually probably a better strategy unless he's just outrageously chalky. Uh eight to ten targets last week, five against Tampa, nine against Kansas City. He hadn't had a game with less than five targets since week four. He hadn't he's only had three games under five targets all season. He had two four and two, though. So yeah. Sorry for skipping ahead to skipping past the Panthers. I agree. Curtis Samuel is Probably playable. Maybe, I don't know why I'm so scared. He, he did great for me last week. He's a he's an explosive guy with the ball in his hands, and he's actually scored three touchdowns in his last four weeks. So I take it back. I'm in on Curtis Samuel. Love Curtis Samuel. Uh, the uh, As I mentioned, the 49ers at Rams, Rams at minus seven, a total here of 45. Of course, the Rams are coming off a great game against the Buccaneers. Jared Goff was fantastic. I tend to think there will be less Jared Goff in this game and that people will – maybe gravitate towards Robert Woods and Cooper cup. And I don't know if I want to do that. I also don't know Frank that you can viably predict who Sean McVay is going to give carries to.
1: No, there's no way to know. And this is a terrible messy situation right now for the Rams backfield. And you uh, look, they have three guys, Terrell Henderson, Uh, Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown and they're all playing between like 20 and 40% of the snaps each of the past three weeks and Cam Akers is actually the one that's being used in the red zone. He caught the touchdown on Monday Night Football. That was his only target of the game. So really messy situation here. Divisional matchup. I think it's lower scoring. I don't think that we see like this huge back and forth type of game here. Nick Mullins obviously quarterbacking for the 49ers in this spot. There's a chance that we do see Debo Samuel return here. So I really just don't like. I don't like anybody here. Robert Woods maybe feels like a
0: field goal fest.
1: Yeah, Robert Woods maybe just because of the price fifty eight hundred. It's like we don't really see him under six k often, and we know what he's capable of. So I kind of like that price, but just don't really like this game in general.
0: I think this game goes way under. I think the forty nine ers are. Pretty incapable of doing much on defense, but I think Sean McVay will be conservative, try to run the ball a ton. You won't see that the out the output that we saw from Jared Goff on Monday night. And I agree. I think I would probably steer fairly clear of this game. But Robert Woods, again, not a bad price. Certainly could feel like if you're you're sitting there with six sixty two hundred left and you have to spend on somebody, say, you know, leave a little cash out, take Robert Woods. I like it. Dolphins minus seven at the Jets believe Joe Shad just reported that Tua Valo is limited in practice maybe he is injured so it sounds like it could be a Ryan Fitzpatrick game for the Dolphins another Ryan Fitzpatrick re- chain Gailey revenge game at the Jets uh RJ white and Pete Prisco and I all like the Jets to maybe win the game outright what do you think
1: as a jet fan I hate it but <laughs> I, I I do I do agree with you guys like the Jets have People are going to laugh at this. They've played better recently. Their defense yeah. is still not good, but uh, Flacco is actually throwing the ball deep, and Makai Becton is just playing out of his mind right now on that offensive line. So he has helped them and, and given him some time to to be able to throw the ball down the field, and and that has helped uh, weapons here. Denzel Mims is 100% in play just every single week. Yep. He sees a decent amount of targets. He's seeing a large majority of the air yards as well. Uh, I think that there is some talent there. He's thirty five hundred dollars. Not a great matchup against the Dolphins, but anyone who's getting six to eight targets at thirty five hundred is automatically in play. So I do like him. Uh, and, and if Tua's out, Fitzpatrick is only fifty five hundred. So oh, I, that's actually not crazy. It's not. If Fitzpatrick, Devonte Parker stack is not crazy at all. If if Fitz is the quarterback for this game, I will have a lot of Devontae Parker at fifty nine hundred. Okay, and maybe some Devonte, maybe some Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yep.
0: I mean, it's dirt cheap, and the Jets get lit up on defense every every week. You can't run against them. The Dolphins will. If if Fitz is playing, the the Dolphins' offense is much more uh, upbeat and or up tempo, I guess, and much more downfield passing. Tua, they sort of they really restrict it, and they don't want to let him make it take a bunch of chances. So, oh boy, I'm gonna talk myself into Fitz.
1: <laughs> and then you know what happens then, Will? Uh, in terms of the running backs He's in probably- this spot. Savon Ahmed is, uh, he's banged up. He's 5,100. So he's been the guy recently. I don't know if he's going to be good enough to play, but pay attention to that. I believe Miles Gaskin returned. We're recording this on Wednesday, returned to practice. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, can I interest you in the ageless Frank Gore at 4,300? Will. You cannot. <laughs> no, Michael Pirine. No. No? Okay. Adam Gase lies
0: about what he's going to do with those guys. And their offense, their offense is good. I agree on Dental Melms. I think, I think men's is underrated. He looks like a really good young player. Um, I don't mind. Pl- I wouldn't mind. I'm definitely. I'm an idiot. I'll definitely play a Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker, Mims stack,
1: definitely. and that gives you so much ability to pay up Anything for Dalvin Cook and you know Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, whatever you want to get in those other crazy games.
0: Anything you want on the on the rest of the slate. Baltimore, Pittsburgh is on the slate now. We think. Um, I saw some chatter. On Twitter, while we're before we were recording this, that it's possible this game could be moved to Week 18. The Ravens have placed a bunch of people on the COVID list. My suggestion, since uh, like I don't, I mean, I, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. We don't know what time this game will be played yet. They haven't announced it. It's TBD. If it's a one o'clock PM uh, game, if it's scheduled for that, I mean, don't you can't play anybody in it. I, mean, I guess it. Because you'd have to be willing to change it in the morning. I think you just avoid the game completely.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a tough situation. And it sucks because when this game was part of the Thanksgiving slate, we had Gus Edwards at, I believe it was 4K, without Dobbins and Ingram. And now, because they were able to add this game to the slate, they upped his price to 5200 So, can't even get behind Gus Edwards if those guys are not cleared from from the COVID restrictions in time. So... There's not really much to be excited about. Lamar Jackson has played terribly against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do like what I saw from Mark Andrews and he played a season high in terms of snaps last week with uh, Nick Boyle going down the week before. So, 5200 is kind of interesting for Andrews, but I'd rather just spend up for Darren Waller at that point.
0: Yeah, I uh I tend to agree completely. Okay. I I just don't just don't I just don't think you just don't play. I don't I don't want to mess with that game. I think it might get moved. I think people might be missing. I just think there's a lot of unknowns. Um, Saints, minus five and a half at the Broncos, a total of 43 and a half. Frank, what do you think about this matchup for Drew Locke and Taysom Hill?
1: I am <laughs> I'd am i be lying if I said I was excited to watch the Saints travel to Denver and play against Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos in this spot. Last week was the week to play Taysom Hill, and I had him in all of my cash games and somehow did still did not perform Great. Thank you, Logan Thomas, for letting me down last week, Uh, but Taysom Hill is now up to 6,200. I think he's going to run. I'm not expecting big volume in terms of the passing. I don't really want to get involved with him this week. If he was cheap again, sure, but 6,200, he's adequately priced. I'm not getting involved, and the Saints defense is playing ridiculous, so I think they're definitely in play using the Saints defense, but... It's hard to get excited about any of the Broncos. Drew Locke is completing like fifty-five percent of his passes this year. I liked what I saw from Judy early on in the season, but now Tim Patrick is getting more involved. As is KJ Hamler. Uh, the Saints have a great run defense, so don't like anyone on the Broncos side. And for the for the Saints, Michael the Broncos Thomas
0: defense is playing really well too.
1: Yeah, I want I want to like Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas is fine. Yeah, I want to sure. like him, but it's just. The game environment. So he,
0: he, this game has a total of forty-three and a half. Right. It's a huge letdown spot for the Saints when people are going to be playing Taysom Hill and they think he's going to have another really good game. Except he's playing a much better defense this time. I, I, I don't. I think this game has a lot more name value in terms of the fantasy options than it does uh, beneficial value.
1: I will say, if Kamara is one hundred percent healthy, he's thirteen hundred dollars cheaper than Dalvin Cook, so that can oh. be a bit of a leverage play here in the spot. But I, okay, he was so, a little banged up last week. He did not have a reception for the first time in his career. So that was weird. So Raven
0: Steelers game has been moved officially. It's happened as we we're podcasting to Sunday, November 29th. And we broadcast nationally at 1.15 p.m.
1: on NBC. Okay. <laughs> sure. Interesting. All right. I don't think it really changed as much. I, Deontay Johnson's bowling out if you want to get involved. But yeah. Yeah, if it's definitely happening, if the game's happening, I'm
0: fine with Deontay Johnson. I don't want to mess. The Ravens defense is good enough. I don't want to mess with Ben or James Connor. Uh, No thanks on um, Juju's been okay. I can see Juju having a pissed off
1: Juju game. And he, I believe, is the cheapest of the three. Yeah, he's fifty nine hundred. Would have preferred him on Thanksgiving, I think, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Okay,
0: last game on the slate, I think, unless I missed one. Giants minus six at the Bengals, total of forty three. Good luck talking yourself into anybody in this game.
1: Oh, man. I love the Giants' defense going against Ryan Finley. So there you go. I gave you... Look, the, the three defenses to target this week are the Saints, the Browns, and the Giants. And they're all between 3,800 and 3,100. So I think those are my my three favorites, but really not a spot here. Gio, Giovanni Bernard. Will, I play Giovanni Bernard every single week, and he does nothing. Because you spend too much time talking to Heath. Yeah, it's like... I use him and and Duke Johnson, and I just get burned by both of them every single week. So I just really don't want to do that anymore.
0: Yeah, I got I got no interest in anybody in this game, at all. Weather could be at Cincinnati, and like you know, I don't even know what the weather's going to be, but I'm going to guess it's Cincinnati. So I'm going to guess it's going to be a hellscape out there.
1: It's what I'm seeing is 46 cloudy, three mile per hour winds. Not, not terrible. Not bad. Not,
0: okay, not bad. I guess I could get behind a Darius Slayton flyer.
1: It's not bad. How much is Sterling Shepard? $5,100? All right. I mean, if he was like sub-5K, I'd probably be a little bit more excited about him. The Bengals' defense is not good. so It's terrible. And they're going to have Brandon Allen throwing for him. So, yeah, I agree. Giants' defense.
0: Uh, Is it going to be Wayne Gallman again? Or is it... Who are we looking at running the ball here?
1: Yeah, it should be... I think it should be Gallman. It's 5K. It's not bad. That's all right. I could get talked into a Wayne Gallman Giants D stack. Assuming that Freeman's out. I haven't seen any... I have Devonte Freeman recently. Oh, he's on inter reserve. Expected back in week thirteen. All right, so we're getting the Gallman show at five k. That's another one. So congratulations, Frank! You just played
0: yourself and talked yourself into (laughs) starting a terrible running back at five thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, that'll be my Bernard. That's my Gio Bernard for this week. Great, Frank's. We need some music for that. Like
0: Frank's crappy running back of the week. Um. Okay, so uh, chalk. Who's your chalk play of the week?
1: So are you going to take Dalvin cook? Cause I have another one. I didn't know if you uh, wanted to I'll take Dalvin cook. Okay. Sure. Well, I, I love Darren Waller this week at 6k, even though you have to spend up on him and people usually like to, to spend down at the tight end position. Just really, really love that spot. He's going to be super chalky, but I love Darren Waller.
0: I think Darren Waller is a great play and I love Dalvin cook. Um, I, again, like I don't think you have to play in a DFS because there are other running backs who can meet, his output at potentially lower cost. Like I think James Robinson could be a better play than Dalvin cook this week, but there's nothing wrong with playing Dalvin cook because he's going to have a huge game. They're going to give him 25 to 30 carries. He's going to run through the Panthers defense. He's probably going to score at least one touchdown. And if he breaks a long touchdown, he could flirt with 150 or 200 yards. And th- at that point you have to have him on your roster. So I don't think you, I don't think he's necessary to win a tournament for sure. But I don't really want to bypass Dalvin Cook. And again, I hammer the over on his rushing yards prop. It's going to hit every week for the next two weeks at least. And I'm just not going to fade Dalvin Cook. I don't think that's good business. Um, what about a sub 4K guy for you?
1: Well, I was ranting and raving about him earlier, so I got to make it Denzel Mims at, at 3500 I think until they raise his price, his role in this offense, the targets he's seen, the air yards he's seen, tougher matchup against Miami, but uh, I like what I've seen from Mims at 3500
0: it's tough to scroll through the uh the old feed here and it's like everybody's red cuz it's you know the they added the you know, oh uh Gus Edwards 4000 dollars main slate. Now, he's 4000, I see him at
1: 5200.
0: He's fourth. Oh, I'm looking at the Thanksgiving slate. <laughs> there like, you Why go. are these guys all red? That doesn't make any sense. That's because they canceled that game from Thanksgiving. So he got a $1200 bump because they know that now he is yep, worth much more. Um is Denzel Mills? Uh, Who? You said Denzel Mills already. I got man, I'm all over the place with that Debo in my life. Uh, I don't have anything, Frank. Give me another value guy, and I'll tell you.
1: I have a few tight ends that I think are interesting: Hayden Hurst, 39; Austin Hooper, 38; Jordan Reed, 36. Mm. So the tight ends are interesting. There, wide receivers. I believe KJ Hamler is still under 4K. Yeah, he's 3500. He's been more involved. Uh, I can get down with that. Nikhil uh, Harry. You know I give you Nikhil Harry earlier. 34.
0: That's a good pick. Uh Mims, I agree, is a great pick as well. Um, uh, I'll say DeMarcus Robinson is not a terrible play at his price. And uh oh, you know who I like? Did you say Trey Burton as well as a tight end? Man, these tight ends are cheap as hell. Yeah, they are. Yeah, oh, they really are cheap. You can you pay down on a tight end, you can really put together a roster here. Um that, that's you know I feel like we need enough names that are value. And the people from CBS Sports Radio are calling me right now. Two minutes early. I can't stand that. Don't call me two minutes early. Tell me the radio hit starts. Uh any delicious hours for you this week?
1: Nah, man. I've been slacking on the beer. I've had no time to get out to any breweries, but I got a bunch of different whiskeys for my birthday earlier in the month. So probably gonna dabble dabble with those over the weekend.
0: would love to hear it. All right, well, uh let's get we'll get drunk all week and report back and, and have some good takes for that. Uh, Frank, as always, thank you, buddy. Great stuff. Timely. Proficient. Efficient. Great work. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.